I'm Santa Claus, and you're listening to Muckpod. <laughs> oh, have I got that right? And welcome to MuckPod, the MuckPuddy community podcast where we chat with the talented people who help us make cool stuff about what they do, how they do it, and what's inspiring them. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Marchant, and who's here with me as always? I'm your other host, Simon Crane. I'm an animator here at MuckPuddy. And our guests today are uh, two of the big mucks. Two of them. Uh, yep, yep. Ryan Cooper and Alex Layton. Welcome, guys. Hey. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us <laughs> at our own studio. Yeah. You're very welcome. Yeah, well, this is your this is your podcast we're, room. Do we're you paying like for this. Yeah. <laughs> Does it meet your satisfaction? <laughs> so far. Yeah. Temperature's good. The, temperature's there'll good. be notes, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah. um, so I thought we'd do a bit of housekeeping, uh, seeing as this is our inaugural episode. Um and chat about, well, why did we decide to do a Muck Putty podcast? Um, cool. Well, for one thing, we love to talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It happens a lot here at the studio. Um, me and Simon, you know, go on for hours at yeah. a time about whatever. We thought might as well monetize it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In fact, some of the, the people in the bullpen had said listening to us is like listening to a podcast. You know, as you work, people tend to listen to podcasts, but they were turning off their podcasts just to... To hear our spiel. <laughs> and it's not just us. I've done that as well with other people. Like, they'll just be having an interesting conversation. I'm like, well, I've got work to do. I don't think I have anything to add, but I'm liking listening to this. I'm just going to turn off what I'm listening to, hear what these guys have to say. Yeah. So we thought having different people from the studio on to chat with us about what they do, help uh, demystify what actually goes on in an animation studio in New Zealand, uh, as well as just talking about things that people like, things that are inspiring and uh, getting people excited to, you know, keep doing what they're doing. Um, and so we thought that the format would be uh, bringing different people on each week. Um, you know, to start with, we're going to chat with people about what ex- exactly it is that we do here. But mm. we hope that in time, people will just get to know uh, the crew and, you know, they'll be our cast of regulars. And every time we talk to them, there'll be something new that they're interested in. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. we've been meaning to do this for a while. <laughs> but the state of the world being what it is. Yeah, things are burning down. So, yeah, podcasts actually, get we, pushed to the, the well, back of the mind. We, we got one recorded. Mm. Yeah. So it's like it's like Josh said, we got on the stage and mm-hmm. then a pandemic happened and we just sort of yeah. just, you know, backed away a bit. Yeah. See you next week. And by next week, we meant <laughs> was- the same week next year or possibly the year after. Yeah. Yeah. So frustrating, eh? But every time we sit down to record, I think, oh, I've got something I want to talk about, about, you know, some cool new show or book mm. or podcast or artist that I'm interested in. And uh, it's been so long that I've gone through about, you know, a thousand of them. Uh, but we think that'll just, you know, It'll make the show uh, something different each week, even though we're going to have, you know, the same people on. Mm-hmm. At some point, we're going to have guests. Yeah, I imagine on the first one, we will do a little bit of, we'll ask you about your history and how mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. here and stuff like that. Cool. Yep. Um, but we'll only do that once. 
Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then we'll have you in again. If, if, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you guys have told that story a lot. If people yeah. want, if people yeah. want the the uh, nitty gritty, the <laughs> entire history of Muck Putty. I definitely recommend going on YouTube and finding the uh, infamous 2020 interview. Uh, yeah, God. it's there, and there's yeah, we've been on a, a few podcasts, and it kind of uh, as uh, lovely as it was to be asked on. It was again just the same type of conversation of yeah. explaining mostly our history and how we sort of uh, came together and whatever. got better and, at uh, condensing is, it into a shorter. Yeah, speed. I mean, we don't not like talking about ourselves, and it is still an interesting story to us. Thankfully, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, sometimes uh, we it, do have other stuff to say. Sometimes it feels like it was <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah, we started. And yeah, that, I mean that's part of it, right? It's Twenty like, years yeah. this yeah, month. Twenty years. Twenty years wow. this month. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Celebrating twenty years of Muck Putty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, with the three of you guys pretty much sitting in the room every mm. day for those mm-hmm. 20, years. 20 years. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. 20 years of the company, then a few more years of us doing three that years. at Animation College. Yeah, <laughs> much like what you were saying, you guys were saying with you guys doing a podcast mm. in the middle of the uh, room with the other animators. Yeah. We used that was us three in uh, in animation school, just yeah. distracting everyone else. Yeah, I just I did want to say something up top about that, which is. Um, it's really encouraging to see you guys doing this stuff. And, you know, we did want this to be an environment where, um, not only friendships could flourish, but other things and other, other endeavors can come out of it. You know, as corny as it sounds, we did, you know, when we moved into this bigger space and trying to figure out how to lay things out and how to, well, I mean, yeah, just how to do it, it in any part of it in general, mm. One thing we were super duper conscious of was in that big main room where all the animators and board artists would be hanging out, we don't want cubicles. Right. That was a talk. We, no, we've been to other studios, particularly in New Zealand and in America. It's all cubicles. It's boring. It's stale. It creates an environment of uh, you know, no chatting and communicating. Mm-hmm. If you trust your employees to do the work and they're good at what they do, they'll fucking do it. Yeah. Psychologically, like, it just creates those borders and it's like, you're in your box, they're yeah, in their box. Exactly. And we just knew that, again, with the, the crew that we hired uh, when we staffed up to the bigger numbers uh, for Quimbo's Quest, that um, everyone was at different um, skill levels. Mm. And the previous year or uh, two years before when we were doing the we started the barefoot bandits what we noticed with you guys all in that one room was how much you learned off each other yeah totally and it was just so obvious and so clear and fun to watch for us yeah mm. so we wanted that here too and yeah. we knew it would create um not only that be a good work environment it would create help create friendships because a, a lot of you didn't know each other and yeah it, yeah surprise surprise worked yeah. you know yeah exactly but, and, I, it, I, and I it, think it's it was, really heartwarming it's cool it was a, a, even bigger task i mean it was it I think it was bound to happen when we were all in the same room yep. making Barefoot Bandits. Yep. You know, well, yeah. we had such a laugh. It yeah. was just such a great time. But to then try and... I think you guys were replicating what you had in yes. your room, yeah. Yeah. making it bigger, and it worked. Yeah. And then to do it again on an even bigger scale. Yeah, because it's yeah. a huge that, task. That's all we knew. And that, as dumb as it sounds, it was like, let's just do it the way we've always done it. Mm. Right, And right. that's been our motto from the basement, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which it's, was like how we arduous, were in art school, too. It's an arduous job at times, and it's like, you've got to keep that fun in there, otherwise yeah. you just... Well, you notice it. I mean, and, and like no disrespect to other studios, everybody has 
their methods yeah, and stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. There have been times like I've gone to, you know, you go and visit a studio and you go into where the animation is being done and it's really quiet. Mm. It's quite off-putting, eh? It, it is off-putting. It doesn't seem fun. Yeah. Because to uh, me, this has always been fun. Mm. But well, hard, but fun. Too. That, that's yeah. it. I mean, it's it, it, I, the way I look at it is it's, it's long hours. Yeah. You're sitting down for a long hour. Yeah. So you kind the of need strength. those moments yeah. of, of just like letting it go and, and re- just to remind yourself, hey, these are for kids. Yeah. You yeah. Know, not, not just for kids, but these are to entertain people. So yeah. we yeah. don't want to forget like that part of it. Yeah. And I think no matter what you're doing, if you're having fun doing it, that that's going to translate to the screen. Yeah. yeah. And I've had to explain to, um, you know, friends and well-wishers a few times who, you know, may have uh, preconceptions or difficulty understanding exactly what it is that we do here. When you say we make cartoons or what does that mean <laughs> in the 21st century? Yeah. Um, that we absolutely have a lot of fun, but it's still work. Yeah. yeah. Work is always going to be work. Yeah. But by you know fostering an environment where where fun is possible yeah uh it just it just uh you know leavens it a little bit yeah, it stops absolutely. it from just being pure drudgery yeah i mean as as much as we as kids all share the same story of like being attracted to this art form and um you know from an early age we did choose one of the most tedious art forms that yeah. has ever existed yeah. particularly within the screen industry too like you know making movies is hard but making 24 frames a second is fucking harder. Like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Don't, it's, it's actually don't kid madness, yourself. isn't it? Yeah, I remember... <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm being facetious, but, you know, it's... it's Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. Um, you have to love it, right? So you have mm. to love it. Mm. You have to love it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I did... There was an old lady once who asked me, what should I do? And I... You know, usually you say, oh, I make uh, cartoons. And people go, oh, that must be interesting. And this, this lady, she was like in her 70s or something and she just goes ah no no <laughs> too much drawn <laughs> I just loved it as yeah. a response that's great <laughs> she's not wrong no. as, if, as if you were pitching it for her to <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah no but to what you were saying about um, about uh, having that you know creating the bullpen mm. where all the artists can uh, rely on each other and learn from each other uh I think you are beginning to, you know, we've been doing, we've been at this a couple of years now in mm-hmm. this particular space. Mm-hmm. I think you are beginning to see those sorts of things happen, like mm. this podcast, uh, artists getting together on their own yeah. uh, to work yeah. on projects, and that's kind of why we thought this would be um, uh, a great thing to do because yeah. uh, people do have their own things going. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't, not many people here uh, just come in, clock in, do their work, and then go home and don't have anything else going on like everyone here is creative in their own way they've all got something going on absolutely i think the last two years has probably slowed down what we'd probably seen even more of it Mm. you know because we're hitting uh so i think simon seven years now yeah seven years yeah and josh is four four with the rest of everyone else is about four i think so yeah um yeah so two years of that has been pandemic related unfortunately but yeah it's I think we're only going to see more of that. People, you know, coming up with their own ideas and wanting to pitch it to us or pitch it to other studios. Or, yeah. And I imagine the last two years of people being locked in, I'd say that there's been a lot of great ideas mm. being sort of stored in the yeah. idea bank. Mm. And, and, you know, I'd say this 100%. year and next year, like people are just going to start going, hey, I've had this yeah. thing I wanted to do. Yeah. And, and the great thing is when you're here, we have the resources Absolutely. and we have the people. Yeah. So 
That's, that's it. Yeah. That's what's exciting. That and the people are your friends. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you're not kind of going to a place and sort of, oh, feeling nervous and I'm trying this new thing. It's yeah. Like, oh, me and my mates are trying this new yeah. thing. I, I yeah. think that's something that like a lot of um, young up-and-comers sort of struggle with is like they have ideas and stuff, but the the, the two roads that they have to go on are either completely do it yourself or yeah. I saw this, you know, as recently as yesterday on Twitter asking, you know, strangers on the internet to collaborate with you for no money. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Whereas because we're all here, we have a job to do. Yeah. Yeah. We have money coming into our pockets, you know, keeping the lights on, uh, keeping food in the cupboard and everything. But on top of that, we've got the time, the space, the resources yep. and the drive yeah. uh, to get together and work on other things. I think, yeah. uh, and that's something we've tried to sort of instill in the crew from day one, but also something we've talked about when we've gone and talked about sort of our experiences with the 48 hours even mm. when we went to schools and um, yeah, uh, animation schools and that to, to talk about that, uh, how that would be, that is a, a good project to sort of try when you're sort of an up and coming filmmaker or, or artist work to your strengths, you know, like, and that's what is good about being in a team. Like here um, we have 30 plus animators. Um, some are um, also really good writers really good voice you know want to mm-hmm. dabble on voice acting and, and and they have all these other other things on the side that that you can then go and uh do a side little project and bring in those people and work to their strengths and the things that mm-hmm. they might be interested in yeah. outside of just their day job of animating well, how the three of us started yeah you know i <laughs> i was a guy who always had ideas wanted to do voices wanted to write wanted yep. to and then all of a sudden I would say stuff out loud, whether I would vocalize a little skit or something. And then Alex would crack up and he'd go, I want to draw, the, you know, I'll draw those characters. Mm. And then Tim was like, we could do that, use this to make it. And all of a sudden the three of us had figured out how we could do it, whether it was a comic book or whether it was a little animated skit. And all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, you were, I'm surrounded by people who can offer something mm. that maybe I can't and you just find that yeah. that's how that yeah. little team of the three of us kind of figured out oh we're really good at this mm. yeah I you mean know? I'm always very impressed by people who are their own one man band yeah. and make short <laughs> yeah. films and everything totally by themselves yeah, but it's crazy by and large animation is a collaborative process yeah. because it is so tedious there's so many different elements involved that it's it's rare for somebody yeah. to be able to do yeah. all of that uh, by themselves and yeah, that's what we see sort of being fostered here. Like, yeah. it's funny, coming from, like, the school system and then, you know, tertiary education, mm. you get so used to, like, um, I mean, they say that the school system was set up, you know, uh, during, like, uh, the Depression. So, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. getting people used to, like, okay, when the bell goes, you're yeah. allowed to your one-hour break, and then the mm-hmm. bell goes, then you go to this room. I was so used to that that, like... Um, I remember going into animation college, just not being used to like being able to make my own decisions about when I came and went and sort of hat in hand going to the teacher and be like, uh, would it be all right if I left 15 minutes today? I have a, I have a train to catch. They're like, yeah, that's fine. Go. What are you asking us for? And then coming here, uh, having worked in, you know, a professional uh, office building sort of situation where it's, you know, there's a structure and everything. Yeah. Uh, not being used to like, oh, well, I'm expected to come here. I do just my role, that's it. Uh, even down to like getting my head around, oh, I can uh, I can sort of make my own hours. Like I was like, uh, w- when do I come in? Where- I- I've got to try and come in at the same hour every day. Then eventually realizing, oh, 
as long as I'm getting the work done, as long as uh, it's up to scratch, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, I'm always in communication with the people around me about how the work is going. Yeah, I sure. can not only do my job, but I can also look over the shoulders at what other mm. people are doing. Uh, if, mm-hmm. And, you know, largely within reason, if whatever people are interested in, they're sort of allowed to have a crack at or put their hand up and yeah, say, hey, I'd like yeah. to learn a bit about that. There's nothing yeah. stopping them. Well, Isn't that's, it? yeah. When we, as we expanded, we always knew we wanted a level of flexibility mm. with the studio. It's like people have lives beyond work. It's like, and if we treat it like we're the only thing that exists in your life, you're not going to be happy. Mm. So it's like, we're like, okay, there's this that we expect from you, this amount. How you do it isn't, isn't now. It, it's, it's amazing that like that's the method that you guys came up with like back you were doing that back when I joined you guys, like yeah. what, like we say, seven, yeah. seven years ago. Like, and and just like Josh, that took me a bit of getting used to. I think mm. I remember kind of coming in on the first couple of days, sort of, um, guys, I'm just gonna uh, head out <laughs> I have to do this thing. I'm a little bit behind on the schedule, but don't worry, I'll catch it up. Mm-hmm. And the, and you two boys were like, uh, what are you telling us for? <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, look, it was a real like, yeah, okay, yeah, well, yeah. what are you telling yeah. us that for? Yeah. But but the world <laughs> has kind of. Yeah. caught up yeah with with what mm. we've been doing here in yeah. terms of it is interesting uh, to like, see that all change over the last couple of years it, eh? it, it, well when you think about it right i mean like why not trust your employees mm. to do their job yeah. because mm. like like as an employee you <laughs> well, want to keep your job yeah right so it's within our interest that this the studio um yeah. does well yeah. and hits its deadlines mm. Uh, so what, like you know, we're grown ups. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't we do yeah, our work? Why wouldn't we? Like it's not like we're school kids. We take yeah. a ch- oh, I can sky and you got off. Yeah, mm. the the school metaphor too. Hey, you got to yeah. keep you know, wear, wear your pink penguin suit and yeah, your yeah. fucking neck, you know, yeah, strangler yeah. and get in the you know get on the bus and, and go and, into the city where it's stinky and expensive right. and yeah. And you know. see, like um, you know, you can go. I guess you can go one way or the other. Uh, but like this is sort of. I would say Mark Putty's sort of on one end of the extreme where it's like there's a lot of trust um, yeah. in the yeah. in the uh, employees. Whereas on the other end, you've got, you know, monolith corporations like Amazon who are like, we are timing your urine breaks <laughs> yeah, to make no, sure no. that you are not yeah. wasting a second of company time. Mm. And I'm like, how how could that possibly generate good results in the long term? I, I in the end, surely you must spend more money uh, trying to uh, squash stories in the media of how terrible it is to work yeah. at your company, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. as opposed to just... Uh, I don't know. As you say, recognizing that people have lives outside of their job, yeah. even if you love the job, yeah. Uh, th- there have been some, you know, yeah. stories in the world of animation about like using the fact that uh, artists l- love doing what they do to, yeah. you know, squeeze, yeah, squeeze them from the god. Um, you know, we make entertainment, mm. you know, and unfortunately, the model of this thing comes from most predominantly America and. Mm-hmm. They invented capitalism, and <laughs> particularly that Hollywood system, and yep. people and people's talents are a commodity to make money off. And yep. you know, it sucks when you hear stories like that. And that's, I just, I don't think when I say I don't think you can get good art out of that. You constantly see the next best video game. You're like motherfuckers. Like, yeah, you can make good art, and you know, I mean, they did it. 3,000 years ago with the pyramids too. Like, you know, good art, <laughs> yeah. human suffering. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, you, you just know. have to ask as an employee, what, what, am I, what am I asking of my employees? <laughs> yeah. 
Do I want them to live their life building a pyramid? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> no, I was just... The pyramids are doing well. They're still stuck. Yes. Well, that's it. Yeah. You know, test the time. Yeah. No, it was just something popped into my head like um, just before when you were talk- we were talking about collaboration and it mm. isn't it an interesting metaphor for what we need now in a biggest sense mm-hmm. of society is that collaboration what we've needed in the last couple of years yeah yeah is a collaboration of mm-hmm. you know yeah pitching let's be ideas different skill sets yep. just people coming together yep. and going yeah egos aside that's because that was always our muck putties thing put your ego aside you know best idea wins yep. and and you get a good result it's all mm-hmm. for the greater good of the yeah. idea isn't it like, yeah that's and, and that has thing. definitely disappeared from society you know, yeah <laughs> and the, the greater that good, first you know? lockdown when we were like there was talk about um how much we we're appreciating this shelf stack is at countdown for the first time that was getting talked about yeah. yeah and then you know it was like how amazing for those people to finally feel valued yeah. Yeah. if yeah. they didn't i'm not that's a personal thing yeah but, you know i'm like this is cool yeah fucking a talk think, about them i think about like, that all the time like just um you know we live in a we live in a developed country. Yeah. We have um, all the amenities and luxuries of the modern world, but just how easy it is to take all of that for granted. Totally. Like when the other day, the yesterday, I was carrying a crate of uh, cider for the um, to to a party that didn't end up happening because of a close contact with COVID. But I was walking, <laughs> and the wind came and blew my hat up, and I went to grab my hat, dropped the box. Oh no! You know, a bunch of the bottles shattered, and I was like, oh. Well, now there's glass on the floor, and my first instinct was, "Oh, it'll just go away." You know when you know when you see glass in the city, and you're just like, "Someone at some point, I don't know who, I don't know how much they're paid, but someone's going to deal with that." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, when am I expecting that to happen?" So yeah. I went back, grabbed a bunch of like paper towels, and picked up as much of the glass off the ground yeah, as I could yeah. because it's just so easy to think, "Oh, that's just someone else's problem." Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, but absolutely. we're slowly coming around to the idea that well. It's our planet too, that sort of thing. Yeah, man. Mm. It's, um, yeah, it's funny. I often, uh, I've found myself more and more as I get older, like, um, I live in a relatively quiet uh, cul-de-sac out in West Auckland. There's a primary school sort of above me, you know, the, the back fields of, you know, I can hear the kids screaming and carrying on all day mm. sort of thing if I'm at home and they're at school. Yeah, um, I live behind a school. I yeah, know exactly what you so mean. as I get older, I find myself... In a similar sense with uh, your glass story is like if I see a broken bottle mm. on my street or on my way back from the shops or the train station, I'll pick up that grubby fucking bottle that someone's yeah. had their germs all over yeah. and bring it home to my recycling bin because I immediately picture some kid in bare feet That's right. running yeah. over it. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't used to think like that. You know, as you, you just... You, more than about yourself. Yeah. How dare you? But it's, you know, and it's like... You know, and you yeah. pick it up and you're like, look how good I'm being. I'm I believe so an anti-vaxxer cool. would say, why did you bother? You saw it. It wasn't going to hurt you. <laughs> you didn't create that broken bottle. Except in my case, I did. Yes. Yeah. 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 But no, totally. Um, and I guess bringing it back to um, the studio. Mm. Um, yeah. Not just thinking about, okay, I, we kind of have to. We can't just think about. Only this little piece of the puzzle is the part that I have to care about. There's 10 mm. seconds that I'm animating this week. That's all I need to think about. There's so much communication that has to be involved with uh, yeah. the people in the process that came before you, the people yeah. that came after, 
problem solving before things mm-hmm. become a problem <laughs> rather than just going eh, the people next in line will figure this out yeah. you know it's not yeah. it's not an assembly line yeah and then the hustle um when you catch it too late yep. as well which mm. is painful but often when people you know you'll get you know uh, particularly in our experience and with this crew people just put up their hands willy-nilly and are like i'll help i'll do this i'll pitch in mm. and it's amazing to see and we get to the bottom of it and it gets fixed um you know something that shouldn't maybe have happened earlier mm. um did you know so yeah it is you're right it's that problem solving and that um communication that is key to mm. to making this thing work and i guess you like because of this there's a sort of a looseness to our methods mm. and so we are going to get a couple of little things that pop up at the end or sure. or, 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 or whatnot <laughs> yeah. but I, I do think that people do put their hands up yeah. because you know there's a, almost a direct correlation to the freedom we have um to okay sometimes you're just not you're like if you want the free it, it, you know it's a swinging door if you want the freedom on one side for your own stuff you also have to have the freedom to for, for a muck putty to be able to say hey we need this fixed on it's like oh yeah i got it yeah, got yeah. It. That's, and we and we all sort of have a sense of um you know how well the studio does is uh how well we do you know our continued yeah. prosperity because if if everyone sort of lets go gives himself you know too much slack and then the show is late the show costs more money well yeah. then it's going to be harder to sell the next one and yeah. do the next cool thing yeah you know what we've, I mean? we've tried to be um quite transparent with all you guys about how much money these types of projects bringing in particularly the new zealand on air funded ones it's not a lot Mm, so it's tricky to keep things running um which is why we have to do a lot of them yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's got to be the most stressful it it is stressful you know when you're sort of when you three guys got together like we figured out how to make cartoons yeah but now you have to make cartoons and unfortunately that there's a lot of like red tape yeah yeah it was uh yeah we haven't quite figured out the make your own thing and the audience will come yeah yeah (laughs) we never figured that out costner thing right yeah we never figured (laughs) it out like i don't know what it was we're making some stuff we've been making uh, particularly in the last five or six seven years um has been mostly funded within this country by the broadcasting Mm. but Uh, so much of what gets discovered is down to chance yeah like they're they're i'm sure we you know we're all pretty involved in keeping an eye on what's going on in animation there are some amazing talents out there that you'll look at their views yeah. and they're you know struggling to get into the you yeah. know even the fourth digit totally you know totally. well it's just that the schedule you know um appointment television's gone yeah so That's... you know we all knew the same cartoon this every day yeah so yeah. we all could go to school and go Oh, well, we all watched. Yeah, you know. watched Animaniacs like yesterday yeah, after yeah. school. Yeah, watched DuckTales. It's like <laughs> something to talk about. Gargoyles, whatever. Yeah. yeah I, that's I, gone. Everyone's at a different... Well, kids are at a different point watching different things. I listen to animation podcasts that um, discuss, you know, with their guests, like, where they were when they watched it. And mm. so much of that is just, well, there was there was a monoculture. There was a limit of entertainment out there. And uh, you might have two or three channels competing, but you were all watching what was on those same couple of channels. So whatever got paid for, whatever got put in front of kids, that just succeeded. Whereas, you know, the, I guess the double-edged sword of this uh, age of, you know, an excess of television, uh, peak TV, is that there's so much to choose from. Everyone can find their own, you know, their own uh, particular taste, but a lot just gets lost in the shuffle. It does make, we were discussing this very thing yesterday, it makes it really, like, I don't know if the 
the uh, cartoon characters that are a household name thing has gone now. Mm. Like, I'm not sure how often mm. we'll see new ones. Mm. Because yeah. Particularly in a, uh, that age bracket, yeah. that 8 to 12 year you know, stuff. Parents like, know Spongebob because Spongebob was on the TV yeah. every day. Yeah. And whether they watched it or not, he was a name they heard. But yeah. kids are off watching their own stuff on an iPad or in a different room. And a parent isn't privy to mm. that cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's so an like interesting. How many parents today, if you say Jaden Animation... Mm. do they know who she is or mm-hmm. what that is or anything like that mm. but you talk to like like a 14 year old they're yeah. like yeah mm. watch yeah. it every day yeah. Yeah. it seems like preschool properties are, are outside of that because mostly they are on linear yeah um, but also when they explode the merch is everywhere mm. you yeah. know Bluey's a big example of that the last couple yeah. of years the merchandise is everywhere absolutely they have so much of it and it's well made too like it's not yeah. schlocky stuff so all power to them. I right? quite like that Bluey show. Bluey's great. Well, when I have to babysit, it's the new uh, stand benchmark, I think, for preschool. I like, think so because it's not just it's not just pap. Like there's yeah. there's jokes and stuff for parents yeah. to enjoy. They, don't talk they down. They wrote a comedy for for young kids, which has been now. <laughs> we've talked about it yeah. for the last twenty years. We've been like, p- we've pitched comedies for preschool kids mm. since day one. None of them have stuck here because. Uh, the thi- Let's not get into that. And but. the things that do tend to really stick around for preschool kids usually aren't the shows that talk completely down to them. Like no. Sesame Street, you yeah, know? Yeah. Sesame Street was always aimed at um, the parents watching as well as the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Fun yeah. personalities as well as like weird outsider art with their animated skits and yeah, stuff. Yeah. There's 100%. something for everyone. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. yeah Blues Clues. Yeah. yeah, same stuff. Blues is a, is a nice. Yeah. Have Have you guys seen? Um, have you guys seen that? I predicted this when Spider Verse came out. Yeah. it was a huge hit because it was a great movie, great animation. And now, uh, the the live action Spider Man movie No Way Home came out, yeah. mm-hmm. and that spoilers was a bit of a crossover movie. Mm-hmm. I said that Hollywood's going to learn the wrong lesson as they usually do because you know as a as a macro organism it's a machine that mm. goes you know on the surface what is popular that's what we're going to do it's not to do with how well the story is told it's just well we want to replicate this thing mm-hmm. i said there's going to be a lot of movies with crossovers lots of movies of the same character crossing over like i'm pretty sh- i I don't think it'll be good. I don't think we need it, but I guarantee there's going to be a movie or a special or something with all the different Batman hanging out. You know what I mean? But well, they're bringing of all Michael the, of Keaton all, back. They're bringing Keaton right. back, the, and that's already starting to happen. Yep. We just saw the yeah. Multiverse of Madness trailer bringing back yeah. some characters. Yeah. But the place that I didn't expect it to happen is, uh, I think it's Paramount Plus is <laughs> yeah, doing a Blues is. Clues movie yeah. with all three of the Blues Clues characters yeah, uh, hanging we were just out. Just looking at that, yeah, oh, that's funny. And they're paying attention to the continuity because Steve was the host when I was a kid. Yes, and I remember when he left, and it was like you know, not to put fine a point on it, but it was college. a little, it was a little traumatic. You're like this. My friend who hangs out with me uh, before I go to school, he's yeah. leaving. He's he's, he's going he's away from my life. Yeah. And someone new's coming. I don't know this Joe person. Uh, <laughs> and why is he wearing Steve's jumper? Yeah, how dare you sit where he sat? <laughs> he, um, the the continuity was that he uh, Joe went. Uh, sorry, Steve. Steve went away to college to study to become a detective. Yeah. And in the new uh, the Im- the still image that they've released of all the characters, he's got his fedora, he's got his trench coat, and his tie has the uh, green stripes that he ah, wore. So a detective from the twenties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, you know the classic you know, private type from the. You know, 30s. you're getting old when Steve 
and Joe are legacy characters. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's it. That's what? where we're. That's yeah. the position we're in. But how about Steve coming back this year? Yeah, that was great, good. wasn't he's it? Great. That, that little clip that yeah. he put up on the internet and where he I explained to the kids what happened. Dealing with that stuff, mm. like that abandonment issues <laughs> that the the generation of kids had of him leaving, yeah. and the way he talked out because yeah, it yeah. wasn't my thing. Blues, it was well mm-hmm. under yeah uh, my age bracket or our age bracket, but. Yeah, I just thought the way they handled that was really cool. Yeah, really yeah. cool. Yeah, really cool. And I think I think the best kids shows do that. Like again, coming back to Sesame Street, yeah. you can go through. Well, the- when the shop owner, uh, Mister Hooper, actually died in real life, yeah, they would tr- they they spent whether it was one episode, I can't remember, but I remember moments of it where they were. Uh, Big Bird didn't understand what death was, mm-hmm. where he would be, where he went. And they wow. did it in a very grounded, non-religious way, but yeah. just trying to explain what death we was. We buried him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what death was to this kid, because Big Bird is a three-year-old, mm. you know? like uh, The one that I remember, uh, I don't remember seeing it, but I've seen it on YouTube since, and I think it was done very tastefully, <laughs> is, uh, and I hate to bring it up, but uh, after 2001, uh, there was an episode of Sesame Street where... Yeah. Obviously, they didn't want to address it outright, yeah. but they were like, a lot of kids are feeling very scared and confused about mm. what happened. Mm. So the way they did it in the show is uh, there's a fire um, in the building that Elmo's in, Hooper's store. I think it's still Hooper's yep, store. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, Elmo's really shaken by it, and he doesn't want to go back to the store. Right. Uh, and the characters uh, sort of need to meet, make, uh, make him feel safe again. They, oh, they wow. have him talk with one of the firefighters, and he yep. explains, here's what we do in a situation like this. Yeah. Here's what you do if something mm-hmm. scary happens. Go and find uh, someone that you know. Find wow. someone who's uh, willing to help. It was really interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah cool. I mean, and because Sesame Street is sort of set in New York too, right? They oh, exactly. They had to sort of felt like they had to address it in some way for the kids out there. Yeah, which, but yeah. as I was saying, all the awesome. all the best kids shows mm. are not completely bubble wrapped yeah, from yeah. the outside. I know, world. right? Yeah, yeah, which is awesome, and it's the way they need to. That's that's again how you make good at, good art. Yeah, even yeah. within. If shitty, Even if it's if for shitty parents aren't going to do it, <laughs> yeah, puppets have to. Yeah, well, that was kind of <laughs> well. That's why Jim Henson's um, sort of like angle. Frank Oz has walked away from doing the mm. Muppets, and he hasn't done it in a long time. Mm. And he's very uh, respectful without being precious about it. Like mm. he says, "I I don't do the voices because it's not just a voice; it's yeah. a character, and mm. without the puppet there, it's not the same." Yeah. Um, but he says he's uh, he was doing an interview with somebody at the New York Times. And I think he just briefly slipped into doing a little voice and the person <laughs> got a little fluttery in their voice because it was, uh, he said, uh, he was a little emotional hearing this character mm. that he'd known since uh, childhood that sort of, you know, helped raise him, helped teach him things. And Frank Hoss just said, I'm completely used to it. When the guy tried to apologize, he was like, don't, I'm, I've gotten used to the fact that, uh, me just being myself as kind of a direct through line for a lot of people to mm. their childhoods because mm. these characters do kind of help raise people. Yeah, yeah. that's oh, it. Absolutely. Like, uh, what a privilege, you know? Like, and superpower. when you when you hear about people that sort of have disconnected or you know grumpy about I know. you know a fan base that they've helped create, it's like, man, what happened to you, man? Mm. Yeah. Like, don't me you know, and me, Tim and Alex got to see. Um, what was the Jim Henson show called? The live stage show that came to New Zealand. The... Oh, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, the they Muppets. did. Brett McKenzie did a whole yeah. thing where he brought the Muppets down, and, and a, friend of, a friend of ours hooked yeah. us up to go backstage and meet Ernie. Yeah, and we were excited, mm-hmm. but 
We met the puppeteer first. Yeah. Um, and then he went off and then he came back out with Ernie. And it was the most magical. Like, that I thing could have was, cried. It was alive. It was, alive. was alive. I'm, I, we didn't look at him. You know, it was Ernie with no legs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was Ernie. And it was Asking the Ernie we grew up with. And, oh, yeah. It was yes. utter magic. Well, wow. whenever um, any of the uh, Muppet people would go on talk shows, Dick Cavett or Johnny Carson, he'd just sit there and he's like, I'm not a ventriloquist. I'm yeah. not going to hide my lips moving yeah. or anything. Yeah, it's not and, that skill set, is it? No, yeah. but he said the thing is that the instant the puppet starts talking and moving, your eye is drawn. You don't yeah. notice the unassuming man standing there, you know, moving yeah. his mouth a little bit. It's yeah. really interesting. We met... Um, we were at Nickelodeon in uh, Burbank, and we met Rob Paulson, mm-hmm. and he was in the voice booth, and we just got taken in there, and he had just finished, and he was just leaving, and he he's a guy who clearly knows that everybody's grown up with all the characters he's voiced, and yeah. he just reeled them off in front of us, <laughs> and it was awesome. Wow. He did Ninja Turtles, he did, like, oh, it was... Pinky was Pinky. the one where I was yeah. like, oh! <laughs> This yeah, is, yeah. It was and then a terrible cool. New Zealand accent. He did a that terrible was New Zealand accent. Basically Australian. Yeah, that should be. We, well, just don't do it. Didn't want to. Didn't yeah. want to critique him. But, yeah. <laughs> That's we'll universal. Do it, we'll do it ten years later in a podcast. But. <laughs> yeah. People are like it's basically Australian, right? Yeah. yeah. Fish and chips. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, you nailed it. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> they always throw away. Yeah, there's a muddle between Aussie and uh, the UK, and there where you always right. get it. And then it comes off sometimes for kids. Governor. And then it starts to sound. No one in England has said that since dickens time <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the, with that it starts to sound south african or yeah. something which is yeah. just don't do, do, it do you yeah. find there's a lot of people trying to do new zealand accents now with them um, boba fett being on tv oh, i don't know, I don't know. yeah that'll be interesting to, yeah try, yikes is he just being kiwi on it yeah basically I like he really he, stopped to think about he it. even yeah. throws in like he'll say he'll, he'll be like oh come on mate yeah. Or like I, he's like wrangling a critter and he's like, you bugger. You yeah, bugger. Like, I, yeah. I, I picked up on a couple of those, but I hadn't really stopped to think he was. Because in the, uh, what's he in? Attack of the Clones or whatever? Like, yeah. it's, it's a bit posh, isn't it? Like, Jango. Oh, so. Although he's being Jango fed. Like, he, but... Star Wars, a lot of the characters just have like either generic space British accents. Space British. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. American. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. hero, you know, it's classic yeah, American true. movie coding. The he- the good guys yeah. are American cowboys. The bad, bad guys, guys are, are British. British officers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen enough of uh, Tim's acting outside of uh, Star Wars and uh, Once Were Warriors. But mm. is he a guy who does a lot of like accent change when he? No, nah. nah, didn't think nah, so. Don't think so. And usually you get. <clears throat> He's a great actor, and I've, mm. uh, and I've directed just, him. Yeah, yeah. For for our audience, <laughs> Tim works with us here. Yeah, on yeah. Barefoot Bandits. Many years. He does the voice um, of. Um, of the dad on Barefoot Jack, Bandits. Yeah, yeah. Jack. Yeah. Jack. Tane's dad. Jack yeah. Tane. My, my animation test to uh, apply to the studio was animating for him and oh, Lee Starry. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, cool. cool. Um, yeah, he uh, he's coming in a lot. And uh, yeah, he's he's awesome. But you very much get a Tim performance. You get, you know, and, and he laughs about it. I ask him to do a line four times and he does it identical every time. <laughs> yeah, like, right. That's what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. He's actually one of the most fun people we have in the studio. Mm, He's always got a cool story to tell. The very first time we met met him, way back when we made Missing Christmas, the Barefoot Bandits pilot, essentially, uh, he sat down and told us stories of Marlon Brando when he was filming um, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, that's right. Wow, I didn't know he was in that. Yeah, mm. he's the dog. 
He's some. Yeah. Dog. He's in makeup. Yeah, he's okay. full makeup. He got a bunch of sort of random Hollywood roles of... after Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. his, his performance was so amazing. Yeah. That but Frando. You loved... couldn't give him a leading man for movie in America after that. Yeah. Like, right. You got to start him as uh, in prosthetics. Was he and... a bad guy in, in uh, Speed, Speed 2? Yeah. Was That's bad? right. I don't know. I've never seen Speed no, 2. I don't know if he was. Wasn't he the captain? He was just of the, the I, I was looking oh, at a list okay. of his most like iconic performances mm. and. To be fair, they had to pad it a little bit because they're like, "Well, there's once for warriors, there's uh, there's Star Wars, yeah. and then um, Speed Two, some other things, <laughs> right. some yeah. other things." Yeah. yeah, but I do want to say that to like because a lot of like people across the world are mm. kind of only discovering them now because yeah. of mm. the Boba Fett mm. thing, and I do want to sort of say you've got to go back and watch Once We're Warriors, yeah. you know, yeah, like to, a, just to see. It's what an amazing film. Really it's do. a heavy film. Oh boy, it's, a, it's it? a big watch. It's a yeah, heavy yeah, yeah, film, yeah. and 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 in a lot of ways. Um, it does maybe fairly get criticised for sort of pushing one side of right. um, sort of mouldy culture that yeah, like you know stereotypes sort of uh, what do they call it like um, I don't know violent violent okay. it, it is it is yeah, a, it is a, yeah it's a story about um, about domestic violence and yeah, poverty and which that sort of thing. isn't not a real story no. of, that people go through but it's it just isn't the only story. it isn't yeah. the only multi story that uh, that can be told yeah it's nice so, that we're getting some it's nice that uh today in new zealand film we're getting other yes, multi stories that yes. are not just it's terrible yeah you know? and it was based on a book absolutely um and it was in the 90s so mm. you know again a lot of those things of their time where um, and, it, and it's that weird thing it's sort of like um it gets criticized because that's just the only thing that people knew that was well known representing multi-culture mm-hmm. yeah you know, like it is mm-hmm. a shame that mm-hmm. um that it's uh it's the only thing, but that's not the fault of the movie. The movie told the story it wanted to tell, and it did it really well. The problem really is well. that there aren't more stories being told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and often Absolutely. in this country, those stories in the past have veered into violence or yeah. gangs, or you know. And again, it's it's not the only story to tell. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Welcome to the Muck Podcast, where we talk about once we're warriors. <laughs> well, actually, I want just to- four white dudes <laughs> discussing, <laughs> yeah, indigenous culture. <laughs> Well, you know, while while we're on the subject, uh, we have some uh, things that we wanted to bring up while we're doing yeah, the first yeah, episode yeah. about, yeah. Uh, you know, what the podcast is about, mm-hmm. uh, our North Stars, as we call them, yeah. uh, the key ones being obviously animation. Mm. We work at an animation studio. Yeah. That's a lot of what we're going to be discussing, awesome. the industry, uh, mm-hmm. the craft of how it's done. Uh, also, getting into broader areas of creativity, um, yeah. how people go about uh, creating something, because a lot of people just simply have no idea mm. and i can relate like when i think about things that i don't do like music i'm like simply unclear on how you even begin mm-hmm. to yeah. do anything musical mm-hmm. so i think that'll be interesting inspiration well, we, we could get into that part of it now actually because yeah. i mean cool. every everything that we do starts in your room <laughs> this, is true. Like, this is this is where the seed of yeah. all the ideas are um um so what 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 is your process on that i mean you guys the impression, the, the impression we get is that you guys are just making each other laugh. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and someone's writing it down. I'd yeah. say one of you is writing it down. It's a mix of yes. like um, us making each other laugh, just bouncing off each other, and mm. whether even if it's we're not even starting to th- try and come up with an idea mostly, and then before you know it, we're yeah. like, what hey, if this was a that show? Could be a show. Yeah. Um, and how, how did you guys work out the division of your labor? 
like we like, never did really eh? just kind of organically really right. it, it, it yeah. kind of came about because of the um just the just us being three people trying to do so much to get things done it was like how do we what's the best you know yeah. you can do what quickly and yeah. efficiently and it's kind of like back to the yeah. putting egos aside thing yeah. it was like we were all capable of doing every part we all drew yeah we all you know mm-hmm. but you know for me it was like i knew alex was better at designing characters than me like i was like yeah i'm not gonna pretend like i grew up my whole life people saying you're an amazing drawer and i still i still like drawing and yeah. I'm, i'd say i yeah i can draw but i was like but i know good character design mm-hmm. when i see it you know and i think the same went the other way around when it came to mm-hmm. writing it was like that was my thing and mm-hmm. it was like well the thing with ryan is that well anyone that's around him knows that he will make a whole room crack up yeah mm-hmm. yep. and that's something that was at you, the first thing you notice about him meeting him and when we were 18 at, at art school it's like you gravitate towards those people yeah, you know it's like because i love yeah. comedy and yeah. i like yeah i i like cracking people up but i'm not like there's a different essence in him that's like um, i definitely it, i feed off yeah 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 we're both clowns yeah you'll take them swings and, and, and but and, surprisingly I always surprise myself that I go for yeah. a laugh. Oh, hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. very... I wouldn't say I'm cocky about walking down to that room when we have a Monday meeting mm-hmm. and thinking, that's what I'm going to go yeah. for. I'm going to yeah. try and get a laugh in there. But it kind of just go. It bubbles up a yeah, bit. I'm yeah. like... Ugh. You're just in the moment. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just being present. And, but did you ever use that... Like, I, I had a friend who, again, like yourself, just a very funny guy. And I asked him, I said, how can you be so funny all the time? Hmm. But he said he used it use humor sort of as a shield mm. like you never mm. have to get serious yeah if you can just crack a joke straight mm. away yeah. i guess possibly i don't know mm. if it was a shield or a mask for myself but i very much don't like um conflict i don't like yeah i don't like anyone being in a bad mood or anything mm. so i u- always used it as a diffuser of sorts yeah like, it's like which is often you you hear stand-up com- comedians talk about their childhoods and stuff and that's that's often something that they talk yeah. about as as being the peacekeeper in a house yeah. or i did it or, i did it all through school all yeah, through high school yeah. guys were about to get in a fight and i would be the guy who cracked them up and mm-hmm. ruined it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well it's it's Difficult to stay mad when you're yeah, laughing, laughing, you know? That happens yeah. all the time, uh, just thinking about growing up and, like, you're really mad at someone. You've mm. folded your arms, you've knitted your brow, and you're like, I'm mad at you and I'm going to stay mad and I'm intent. Yeah. But then something happens. Whether mm. someone's trying to make you laugh or not, something happens that just reminds you, oh, yeah. life is silly. And then you, yeah. you can't stop grinning. Absolutely. Yeah. I, do, I do it in arguments with my wife. Yeah. We don't really have arguments, mm. but when it starts... We're pretty. I'm pretty good at diffusing it yeah. just by. Well, it just helps it's people relax scale. by being an absolute dork. Yeah. yeah, and she's just like. Well, oh, that's uh, so often I'll get asked by people like, you ever, you ever tried to? Do you ever done any of the voices? And I'm like, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my thing. Yeah. What yeah. part of this relation? You've, this is someone that's maybe You've known, known me, me my whole time. life. Yeah, yeah. Why would you ever think that? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is not a voice that can do other things, and you don't want to hear me usually, listeners. Much, much uh, like uh, in my normal voice either. Much like the old woman who's like too much drawing. Some people are just genuinely disinterested in any kind of performance. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and I've always been a, an attention seeker though, mm-hmm. and a clown, which again 
um, is probably why we gravitated towards each other. Like not only that, like our love of comedy. Yeah translated into a love of making comedy mm. and we loved all the same comedies whether it was the 90s american stuff of wayne's world and tommy boy and mm-hmm. austin powers or the early british stuff of monty python and you know through to mr do, bean and things do you, you know, find that like, together you guys um like dissect comedy and say that was funny yeah. because oh of dude reason. we and this is we talk about it a lot that's the science of a gag. Mm. I watch comedy like I'm a surgeon. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that's and I love comedy for that reason too. Mm. What is the juice in that thing? What? How is it getting an extra laugh here? That comparison to here is clever. I like the, the cleverness of comedy yeah. is something mm. that really intrigues me and but it gives me a buzz. Yeah, yeah. and it, like, that's the thing. Like, it doesn't... Um, like drain the fun out of comedy because no, no. first of all you laugh yeah yeah which is uncontrollable and then yeah. you start to say to yourself okay yeah it's yeah. after the fact why yeah. did i laugh yeah i, I tend and to you... i tend to like just letting a uh, a movie or a comedy special or whatever just happen to me yeah but then well, after sure, the yeah. fact after the fact it is really interesting uh to hear someone explain what they did mm. and how and yeah. why the hows and whys of what's funny yeah. about it as opposed to people who uh, you know, there's a certain kind of killjoy who treats jokes <laughs> as if they have to be perfectly logically consistent. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't add up, you know, as in one plus one equals two, they go, and ergo, not funny. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely, yeah. um, there's a type of comedy that um, I think gives us, me, me Tim and Ryan, um, the same sort of warm fuzzies. And that is really absurd silly stuff and there's a mm-hmm. there's a type you could say silly as a as a, a broad term but there is a silliness a specific silliness to something like lonely island or um there's a new show um out of the states it's on tvnz on demand mm-hmm. uh mcgruber right right um, with Will Forte. yeah yeah there's a certain brand of silliness that kind of you can trace the the sort of the, the evolution of it or the the through the lines lineage. through to the zucker brothers through to naked gun and yep. police squad and things like that which we discovered early on and then discovered mm-hmm. that we're hey you, you're a fan of that too um that type of silliness again is like um there's something really juicy in it that, mm. that, that we love uh, but back yeah. to once we're warriors there's that <laughs> sickness um <laughs> Yeah, and back to the whole where do ideas come from? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's that it's that being at animation school and me being an absolute dickhead in the middle of class. Whether it's me, I can't even remember what on earth I'm thinking. Like pretending to be drunk, mm-hmm. but then Alex not just being a spectator or Tim being a spectator, them joining in and it becoming a bit mm-hmm. the yes ending right. of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, and then you're like after that. Did we just come up with an idea? Two Mickey Space is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. That's us sitting around just laughing about the this character, not trying to come up with a show, and then bouncing it off each other. Um, Pocket Protectors is another one. Mm-hmm. It was just us laughing about this stupid... You know. What's the worst idea that we could yeah. come up with for a like yeah. Transformers type show? Yeah. What's the and lamest then, thing that they could transform well, yeah. into? And then writing it down on a post-it note. The idea and putting of, it on a board. And yeah. then years later, the Barefoot Bandits happens. And yeah. then we're like, what's their favorite show that they watch in this show? And we're like, 
holy shit, it's too Mickey Spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. You know? Yeah. Because that, again, was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if there was like a super Kiwi Billy T. James type dude that was in Star Wars? Like, and we were following him. And he wasn't trying to be anything else but himself. Yeah. Just yeah. that. Yeah. Super genuine, likable, but, you know, like also. And then the names come and all these little bits of gold start raining down. Yeah. You know, it happened with crumbs, you know, that, yeah. that show that we've tried hard to kind of resurrect, but <laughs> yeah. we'll get there one day. But, On you know, that, YouTube that, channel came now. From, <laughs> that came from our love of, um, yeah, Zucker Brothers and mm. um, Police Squad. Was it Police Squad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, where is that type of comedy gone? That mm. straight-faced parody. Yeah. Where... You know, because at that time, it was like... It went the way of the wrong people I mean, making you know, it for yeah. Epic, yeah. epic, epic oh, movie and all those horse one shit. Of the, one of the, like, one of the angriest experiences I've ever had in cinemas coming out of that. Mostly because yeah, didn't like it. Mm. I think because there's no... There's no, there's no warmth to it. There's no yeah. character, no. but also there's no um, cleverness. No cleverness. Well, because the jokes are, <laughs> and then Wolverine walks in. Yeah, because it's it's the people <laughs> that don't like comedy. Like I'm, this is so snobby, but that don't like that type of comedy, but then go, I see what you did there. Yeah, and then try and replicate it. Yeah. And it's I like, no, bro, you didn't see what they did because you you're terrible at it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just finished reading um, Mel Brooks' autobiography. Oh, awesome! It's really oh, it's fascinating. It was terrible for going to sleep because I yeah. just kept turning the page. Oh, cool! I, I, like, oh, get into I can't it. wait to read what he's going to say about the next movie that he made. Um, and yeah, Mel talk- Brooks was a big one too. Absolutely, yeah, and he was balls. he was talking about Spaceballs, how um, yeah. <laughs> how all of his movies have like no matter how silly they are, yeah. they have like a serious heart. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Blazing Saddles for as completely screwy as that movie is is mm-hmm. yeah. a as a movie about uh about uh, a guy challenging racism yeah. historical racism or interesting uh, that that's not the conversation that they have now they just no, it see isn't. it on the surface eh? i hate that they say the, the bad word a lot he says he always has a serious point to his movies yeah. whereas flimsy comedies are just surface yeah. level um yeah. stuff like look it's iron man iron man got hit by a bus <laughs> there's nothing to it <laughs> what if that <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But so while we're um, while we're on the subject of you know uh, movies and things that we like, mm. uh, we we always like to ask people, what's inspiring you this week? Uh, has there been anything on your mind that you're mm-hmm. really into? Like any type of anything. Like yeah. usually, my inspiration does come from uh, the screen arts. Is mm-hmm. uh, not wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> right now, um, and it's always a comedy um, yep. because just cause. Um, two two shows. Uh, second me- uh, mention of it, Magruba and um, uh, Chris Miller's new show, um, The After Party. I didn't know he had a new show. I love yeah, Chris Miller. So Apple Plus, Apple. It's on Apple mm-hmm. or uh, sneaky torrenty <laughs> situation. But what? what, what, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, which is how I'm getting advertisers. It. Pay no attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um. Both really, really clever comedies. Mm. Mm. And uh, The After Party is actually a really interesting um, murder mystery, too. Okay. And the cast is crazy. Yep. Like um, Sam Richardson, who I'm a big fan of since The Detroiters and whatever, Veep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ben Schwartz. Uh, Great. Who else is in it? Dave Franco. Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Uh, 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 Biffany Radish, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all your favorites. Yeah, no, uh, the the 
the chick from um, Broad City? Abby? Uh, Ilana uh, Glazer. Glazer. Ah, yeah. Ilana Glazer. Crazy cast. Yeah. But very, yeah, and it's really, really silly. Cool. Mm. Um, following on from that, something that uh, we're watching at my flat at the moment that's kind of fits in with what you guys are talking about, mm. just really silly. Um, have you guys watched Murderville at all? Yes. Yeah. With Will Arnett? So that's what I'm watching at the moment. Bro. That's such a fun The Kumail yeah. episode? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm such a big fan of improv in general, and you yeah, know it's how we've too. always treat our cartoons too. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, it, we love the imperf- imperfection of a performance. Sometimes mm-hmm. the stutters, the unexpected things. You know, obviously we work with Reese Darby a lot, and you get gold that <laughs> you didn't put on the page. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Murderville for me this past week has been my like. I love it. The I one- love watching the cogs turning in a person. Yeah. I watched the so. Kumail one like. Twice, I think. Yeah, yeah. I just had to the the walking one. Yeah, yeah. The oh, walking so scene. Good. Just the way that they, the way that they, um, the characters egg each other on. You know, they'd be like, yeah. "Okay, I'm gonna sing the school fight song with you," and he has to try and match what he's saying as he's saying it. So or, good. Oh my god! So in good. that in that episode, he makes him do the Marx Brothers mirror thing. Yeah, but it's it's uh it's a footballer. I forget his name, yeah. Marshala. Uh, doing it That's with, right. That's with someone with a completely different build, so different good. skin tone, but he's just the the guy is playing along as if he really believes that's him in the mirror. It's uh, when hilarious. Will, uh, when Will Arnett's trying to get Kamal to do an accent, <laughs> do a Pakistani sort of that, accent, that was fantastic. And when he his 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 posh, you know, has raised in England, I moved to London <laughs> when I was three. Such a good catch. That, that you, you can tell that Kamal has some. Obviously, if you didn't know yeah. him before, he's he's got some really good comedy chops because yeah. a lot of the show is uh, Will Arnett and the other actors trying to uh, get the person who doesn't yeah. know what's going on on their toes. But Kamal threw it back at him, and yeah. he was like, "Go on, do your best Pakistani accent. Don't be racist, <laughs> but do your best Pakistani and then accent." And the other dude in the room was like, "Good luck with that." <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just started uh, Always Sunny. Oh wow! I've yeah, never really, seen an episode. Right. It's fantastic. Yeah, so I, did, I, can I ask where did you start from? Season two. Okay, yeah, because got, the first season is so strange because a Danny DeVito's yeah. not there, but also there's just something strange about certain episodes. I recall would take place with them sitting outdoors mm. in a, at a cafe. Yeah, because Charlie is stalking the. It the just really also feels like it was shot on handy cam, so it's um, yeah. The, the pilot is so cheap and dirty. Yeah, looking, yeah. Th- but it's just such just such a different show from the show that it became of just these gremlin people who never see <laughs> yeah. daylight inside True. their horrible pub. Yeah, yeah. they're just they're awful. awful people. <laughs> like, I'm um, I'm kind of a big fan of that sort of a of a show where it's just like, why do I like this person? Because I'm not anything like them. Mm, yeah. But mm. I guess that's why I like it because it's like I I really think that it's, it's always- like extreme Seinfeld. Yeah, no, that's I mean, exactly just... what I was about to say. I think that it, it, <laughs> it perfected uh, the art of unlikable characters even more than Seinfeld. Yeah. Because mm, the Seinfeld mm. at the end where it really lay on the I've line, like, about that. That is good. all these characters yeah. are just really rotten people. Mm, if you look yeah. at them, not just as funny people who come on every week, but if these were real people yeah. and you accounted everything they've done, they're monsters. Yeah, and, the, like and the audience awful. was surprised because the longer that you spend time with a character, the more endeared you become with them, yeah. you know? I'm a big fan of uh, the 70s sitcom All in the Family. You ever oh, yeah. heard of that? Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, the show is uh, conservative head of household and his uh, son-in-law is a big hippie and they'll have arguments about things. But the thing that they found is that 
the longer it went on, the more people liked Archie because he was funny. Like yeah. what he's saying is ridiculous and wrongheaded, but he's funny and yeah. you spend a lot of time with yeah. him. And you're like, I like this guy. <laughs> and that's absolutely true of the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia characters. Yeah. Like, like these people are committing crimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. on a weekly basis, yeah. <laughs> but they're yeah. so funny doing it. And they've really threaded the needle at letting the audience know just unequivocally, like yeah. bad people, bad people. We're here to laugh at them. And they're able to circumnavigate my mm. other the, a thing that I get really sick of, and uh, particularly in comedies, is the uh, the blanket apology. Yeah. Like it's almost like to justify doing something bad with your character, you have to have them apologize mm. at the end. Mm. And it's it's kind of hollow because you're like, yeah. well, I know you're going to do something just yeah. as bad next week. Bad, yeah. bad people can just be bad people. Yeah, mm. because I mean that's the char- you know that's character driven comedy, right? Like they don't learn their lessons, and they yeah, because again, you want charlie to be charlie and yeah you know like- it feeds into one of my sort of long-held pet theories that like comedy is about uh things staying the same mm. like no matter what happens to this funny character they're never gonna learn their lesson yeah. or change who they are fundamentally yeah you know this kind of makes me think a little bit about what we when we've talked about what inspires us sort of in the past but and it always seems to surprise people because quite often we don't say animated things mm. For us, especially, it's um, it's live action comedies. You know, we try and keep on top of, um, you know, what's current and and what's making us laugh at the time. Mm. We try to keep, yeah, we want to stay relevant yeah. when it comes to comedy. I don't want to be writing Blackadder. No, mm. you know, Blackadder is amazing. It's hilarious. Yeah, but it's like there's different audience exists now. Mm. It's like, are you mm. need to, you know, like Jandleburn, mm. you know, which is still one of the, uh, you know, it's up there with my favorite thing we've ever made. Totally. We came, we were watching a show called the uh, Detroiters, yeah. which got canceled after two seasons. Yeah. But there was something in that show, the relationship of those two characters who just loved each other. That's it. Mm-hmm. They just loved each other in their own little bubble. And, um, I don't know. So endearing, no matter yeah. how 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 big a dickheads they were mm-hmm. and what they did, they just their their eyes for each other. Mm. It was just a relationship. that was like so much fun that we were like, I want to make a show like that. I want to yeah. make an animated show where the characters just love each other and they're in their own little bubble, mm. and the rest of the world is happening to them in this one location yeah. sort of thing you know? for me Detroiters was like a huge inspiration at the time when we discovered that yeah because it gave us vibes of Dumb and Dumber yeah as well which was a massive yeah coming up was mm-hmm. a big big you know like benchmark or you know you want your for, you for want, comedy especially for in animation you kind of want your outside influences like it's you're always going to be influenced by animation but I you know every we approach things like what if Spielberg made this? You know, we grew up mm-hmm. on Spielberg films. It's like, you know, coming into the Barefoot Bandits, it's like we wanted to make this big adventure series that, you know, was all the things we grew up on, Goonies, and, you know, where peril is real, you know, mm-hmm. the threat is real. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's what drives the things we make, basically. Yeah. And not necessarily, we want to make a cartoon that's like that cartoon. Yeah. You know? yeah. I yeah. think you find that... Um, Probably if you look at it, a lot of the cartoons that you like the best are do feel so inspired and original mm. because they are taking their inspiration outside of other cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely. About, like the Powerpuff Girls is like a direct homage to the '60s Batman show. Yeah, you know, 
anything and you like. Adventure I guarantee. Time was, I mean, I, I, it's hard to say what pins. I think where he, his I th- mind was. I think that from, he but... said that like he was sort of inspired a lot by uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons with his friends. Oh yeah, that's an obvious one. Yeah, of course. But yeah, um, it's just so unique and so funny and and, and heightened and psychedelic that. How could you not love and it? It's such a weird show because, like, it started off. I saw the pilot and I was like, "Oh, this could be a show." Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. the hero and he's gonna save the princess from uh, yeah, the ice gang, yeah. and that'll be every week. Yeah, the cadence then, and the way they talk to each other is kind of odd and yeah, refreshing. The, sh- the show went on for seven seasons, and by the end, it was like this weird meditation on like <laughs> depression and mortality. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe a cartoon's going here yeah. for and kids, and they love it. Kids, and, yeah, and, exactly. and gender stuff, and yeah. sexuality. Like, yeah. it was all in there. Right? It was like. Wow, yeah. this really morphed into it, it, you can you can feel the the indie comic vibes yeah, coming from yeah, it, you know, yeah. getting into those sorts. of Which is of things. what a lot of the storyboard artists and writers were, right? I like, believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just it's pulling just cool. from their lives and yeah. putting it on screen. Yeah. We we met Pen <laughs> at a Nickelodeon party many years ago, and the, our encounter with him is very much adventure time mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know what i mean you can see where that show came oh, from yeah. right it's like huh that is a unique mind <laughs> right yeah. super nice guy yeah lovely guy totally super gentle. it was a little bit rude though yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's because right. we're we did, in the middle of because we're just awk- three awkward young kiwi dudes in the middle of an american hollywood party like i couldn't we couldn't feel more out of place yeah um and also they're pitching, so it's all like, have you seen what we do? We do a thing too. Validate us. Validate, you know, listen to us. So it was like, it was weird. Yeah. Now, wait and a second. Would it, this this would have been before Adventure Time? No, uh, and it no. just, had it just been picked up? Yeah. Um, so it was so early Nickelodeon days. Okay. Had, because uh, it was passed on it. Yeah. Okay. And Cartoon Network were like, had picked it up. So we like it. Because it was our conversation with him, congrats on the new show? Because yeah. hey, someone had said, that's Penn Ward. Yeah. And we were like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, and so you knew him by reputation yes, already. Because yeah. right. that pilot that they just dumped on YouTube went viral. Like, it yeah. got millions and millions of very, views. Very early days of things going and viral. Then Nick- I know. Nickelodeon yeah. passed on it, and Cartoon Network were like, we'll take it. And um, so we'd, I think we'd, yeah, we knew that. And mm. so went up to him, and I think that's how our end was like, hey. Yeah. And so he we're was. Talk- we're talking to him. Was he by the drinks table or yeah. something like and then a girl just walked up to him and he just started dancing with her <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but conversation right yeah it- but it was like dancing like your 10 years old at the school yeah. social dance like yeah. sh- shuffle, foot shuffle, shuffle side to side yeah. and then he didn't really feel like talking to us anymore he wanted to dance with her Okay, but and you met him by the drinks table. Okay, this is the part that... <laughs> yeah, but maybe the drinks was juice. I don't know. It was, oh, yeah, okay. all, no, know, it was very Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon-y. Yeah, right. uh, I don't know. So it's all, it's, all, it's a bit of a... All our stories like that are very uh, Kiwis, well out of their depth. Fucking um, hell. Yeah. You know, we've been at Disney rooftop party yeah. that we just happened to get invited along to, but here's us in shorts and in t-shirts and... Jandals just and eventually got kicked out of the party because, because of that. We, we didn't meet the dress code. Yeah. Oh wow! But nice. we stayed long enough to hang out with like right. the cast of heroes and yeah, yeah, Stan yeah. Lee and it's like where Whoa, are Stan we? Lee. Yeah, yeah. We actually yeah. got photographic proof of that encounter. He touched too. us. Zachary Quinto, and then talked yep. about Australia. <laughs> we talked to him. You talked. Yeah. To, yeah. We talked to Spock, mate. And he was awesome. Oh, oh, oh. There there's go. the Star Trek there alert. Star Trek alert. And he was. Really friendly awesome. and wanted to know about New Zealand and stuff, which is yeah, yeah, whatever. But 
Um, we didn't ask him. And it was the We didn't do the what do you think of New Zealand <laughs> question. Is it, who was the other guy that was really rude to us? Oh, that was, uh, he played Hero. Yeah. He was a prick. He dismissed us. <laughs> wow. Time. He was like, go Sorry, away. bro. Really? Yeah. No, he wasn't nice yeah. at all. If mm. you're listening to this, whatever your name is. <laughs> you can uh, come on the podcast if you're free. Yeah. Yeah. And defend yeah. yourself. Yeah. Look defend at us these now. claims. <laughs> yeah. Look at us what, now. What is recording a podcast though? in our spare Nothing. room. Nothing. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. He, but he, Zachary Quinto was cool. He was He was very friendly. I just heard that they're uh, they're negotiating to get them the the crew back together yeah, for a fourth one. Yep. Yeah, I hope they do. Yeah. I like that. You guys like those movies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a fun uh, vibe. I like two of them. There's I know like, some the trickies. One, the middle one gets a bit wobbly, mm. but the, I know the, some the, trickies the, are like no. Honestly, okay, okay, we can get into this, right? But okay. but, but trekkies tend to like the trek that they grew, grew up on, on yeah, and, yeah. And, and are uh, slow, slow to to accept new mm. star trek okay which surely this is because it is just kirk spock it's all the favorites yeah it is but it's 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 more action modern trek sensibilities than, than philosophical yes trek. this so, is true so that's a true. lot of people the philosophy but part, of, part is... of that is out of necessity because they were like well we don't have money for special effects so it needs to be about ideas correct whereas yeah. you know it's a, it's a hollywood movie people that's expect true. to see special I... effects and stuff hmm yeah, I like talking to Star Trek. Fans. Oh, dude! Like, yeah, you, <laughs> you won't get Star Trek. Yeah. You, you won't Like, no, I just—I never thought about that, and that's kind of like I as some I could see someone growing up with that version of Trek, mm. being a little bit annoyed that that stuff wasn't in. That that would be cool yeah. to put that in there because it's that stuff's sort of oh, like for me, it's not really another sci-fi. But 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 like I saw it first yeah. when like because my first Trek was Next Generation. Mm. And all the people who liked the original series were just like, "This is not Star Trek." This I remember that at the time. Yeah, you know, I, I, there's some weird, there's some really weird bumper stickers from the time that say like, uh, "Forget the bald guy, Kirk is the only captain for me." Right? It's yeah, like you're putting a lot of stock I remember into when your I was doing uh, fake captain. When I was doing markets uh, years ago, selling my prints and stuff like that, I did one with uh, Kirk and Picard like facing off, and that mm-hmm. sold quite well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got, got got some uh, yeah. some interesting conversations happening with. Old trickies and younger yeah. trickies. People love a good rivalry. Yeah. They do. I mean, it used to be Star Trek versus Star Wars, so mm. it was quite nice when Star Trek was just fighting with and itself. And I was always... Yeah. <laughs> so, I I was always a Star Wars kid. Mm. Um, I love... Like, Star Trek was in my vicinity a little bit as, when I was younger because um, the older boys that live next door, um, they introduced me to heaps of stuff. One of, the, one of them, the middle kid, was a big trickie. Mm. And... Um, and he and I, I sort of yeah peripherally got a vibe of it, um, and it was like it doesn't have Wookies in it. Like, yeah, enjoy yeah, it. like yeah. this isn't my th- you know yeah. where are the experts? I was the exact the same way. I was bored stiff. As yeah, a kid. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Puppets I'd, and stuff. I'd, I'd be at like my that. cousin's place. Their dad, yeah. you know, uh, kind of a deadbeat, would have nothing for the kids to do. So we just put on the TV, whatever's on in the middle of the day in yeah, the dead bro. of summer, and just play Star Trek. They're talking. Yeah, because <laughs> for me, there was no difference between that 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 series. And uh, Lost in Space or yeah. Gilligan's mm. Island yeah. or any of that older shit that would get yeah. played on telly or, yep. on for reruns. And but as I've got older, you know, there's definitely you know an appreciation for it and stuff. I, but, I got into all my sci-fi stuff as an adult. Mm. Like when I was a kid, I also did not care about Star Wars because really? it was around the time the prequels mm. were coming out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My yeah, yeah, Bulgarian neighbor was really into it. Uh, he was the same age as me. <laughs> Bulgarian important part of the. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just think it's a funny little detail. I had I, my neighbors. My neighborhood gang growing up was uh, four Indian girls, me, and our Bulgarian boy. 
That was yeah. that was us. Basically, the United Nations. I mean, really, we were we were extremely diverse. Um, he took me to see uh, one of the Star Wars, and I really tried to get into yeah, it because yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, he's really into it. He's my mate. I'm going to see what this is all about. My thing is always like, if something's really popular, there must mm. be something to it. Yeah. Let me mm-hmm, see if I can try mm-hmm. and get into it. And we went and saw uh, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> so I hadn't seen the other two. <laughs> also, also, it's just a really long movie that's like yeah. 90% swords hitting each other. Yeah, I yeah. came out so bored, yeah. so mad. And I was like, Star Wars, not for me. Yeah. Many, many years later, um, uh, people started explaining to me like, so there are these, you know, there are the old ones that yeah. people generally like. There are the new ones that some people like, yeah. and Disney's making some a, new new it's ones. It's a weird disclaimer that kids get these days, eh? When I was, because yeah. when I was five, so I'd had a weird experience with Star Wars. I saw them in reverse, mm-hmm. so I'd saw Return of the Jedi first at the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Then we got a VHS player at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow! <laughs> um, and Dad got out Empire Strikes Back. Uh-huh. And then a new hope, right? right. So he didn't know. Yeah. He was just like, these are the movies are part of the same so you, story. Yeah. But you watched, he, he had no idea. I'm so you watched sure the plot out the backwards, same. and when you first saw the uh, <laughs> the scene where Luke kisses Leia and Empire Strikes Back, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. I, I on a, as a five year old, I would have just been like, oh, my favorite, because my favorite thing in in the Star Wars movies was Jabba's Palace, yeah, and the Walkers on Hoth, yeah. That was it. Mm-hmm. I was in. Just because of those two mm. sequences. You just got less and less of them as you went back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the first one, <laughs> listen, I I, th- I still think the original, it's, you know, a historic piece of art. Mm. It's got, it's a great example of, you know, the hero's journey story and all that sure. sort of thing. But it is, what, 40, if not 50 years old? Yeah, 77. It, it, has, it has aged. Hell yeah. It, it's, it moves at a much lower pace than our, yeah. you know, two and a half hour Marvel extravaganzas. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get it when kids come away going, that one was kind of, that was, that was a bit boring mm, compared to what I'm used mm, to, you know, like yeah. it's got the one scene of the cantina, uh, menagerie. All, yeah, and then yeah. a lot of it's walking around on the star base and stuff. Yep. I've had kids uh, come away being like, ah, not my favorite. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. Yeah. But it's... my, my nieces and nephews, the interesting thing is because we know all about the production of them. We mm. know about the fandom wars. We know about <laughs> different companies making these movies, but like yeah. to my nieces and nephews, it's all just one piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they are just like, it just is star Wars. Yeah. They've seen all of it. They're watching the Mandalorian discussing how it relates to mm. the yeah. original trilogy, the prequels and everything. Yeah. And they're loving it. They're eating it up, totally. which is why it's, um, I don't know. I find it funny that like, there's so much discourse and so much, you know, anger online from grown-up fans. And someone said it best when they're like, I think you just haven't realized that you've probably, your tastes have aged out of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, if you want a really gritty, grown-up show with lots of consequences and moral ambiguity, there are shows doing that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Star Wars, it's, yeah. it's, it's mainly aimed at 10-year-olds and people who want to yeah. watch yeah. a show yeah. aimed, you know... At the child in all of us. Yeah, my, my niece is nine now, and she last year she sort of discovered Star Wars finally, and mm. she loves Ray. Yeah, you know? mm. well, exactly. That's, that's if, cool. If you remove all of the unfortunate politics around that, I was like, she's you know just mm-hmm. as good a hero as Luke Skywalker was for mm-hmm. young people to project themselves just onto. Just less whiny, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, she still wanted to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, 
that's been a pretty good chat. Should we wrap it up? Okay, um, yeah. Is there anything that you guys want to uh, promote that the studio is doing right now? Uh, we what are we making? Oh, we're making a brand new show. Um, yep, we're that, just in the early stages. Yeah, script scripting writing. and designing and rigging. Um, Night it's Eyes. called Night Eyes, and it will eventually. Uh, and eventually, by eventually, it's probably going to be only a couple of months away. But August, I think, is the okay. premiere date. Yep, that will come up quick enough. But yeah, so, on- depending on when this comes out, that <laughs> might be in the past. That might be in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, TVNZ on demand is where um, you can catch basically any of the stuff we've been yep. making in the last five or six years. Yep. Yeah. The Drawing Show, Jandleburn, Two Mickey Space, Barefoot Bandits, Barefoot Bandits, Quimbo's Quest is on there. Quimbo's Quest, Tales of Nine Eye. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of Mac Putty content for yeah. Kiwis and to more check stuff out. online, isn't there? I mean, yeah. If you go to our YouTube channel, yeah, um, a lot of our content is on there. Um, a lot of the 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 stuff we've been making for New Zealand on here have we haven't been able to put on um, right on online. Mm-hmm. But there's to- there's it. tons of crumbs there. Yeah, there's heaps, there? of, heaps yes. of our older stuff. Of crumbs. Um, right. But what we are actually looking to do, uh, what we are going to do, which is a good thing to talk about, is um. We are because we feel so strongly about this show, Jandal Burn, which has been, um, as Ryan mentioned earlier, sort of one of our favourite things we've made in the last few years, mm-hmm. uh, or ever, uh, yeah. I should say. Hey. Um, it's a, it's an odd show because it's they're short and it's very Kiwi mm. and it's look and it's feel and it's comedic sensibilities. I guess um, it's it's a tricky thing as we've discovered. Um, it, the more we do this um, to sell Kiwi flavored content internationally, mm. Mm. Uh, which is which is interesting because interesting. there's a lot of New Zealand exports that yeah. are you yeah. know unabashedly Kiwi, and and you hear because of the success of Taika and the Concords and stuff like that, you hear a lot of um, broadcasters and um, streaming platforms like yeah, oh yeah, bring a. To, uh, We'd love a kiwi. We'd flavor. love a kiwi flavored thing, yeah. it? but could you do it in an American accent? <laughs> um, yeah, they talk a good talk, um, but once accents get involved, if if those, go- it'd be a different story if Tyker and Jermaine were coming to them with these sure. ideas. Sure, to a, to a to a degree, it's about the name. The name, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So what we want to do is, um, well, uh, Gentleburn uh, plays in New Zealand. It plays in Australia currently. We are going to launch it on our YouTube channel for the rest of the world. Um, so there's two seasons that are going to go online and um, yeah, we just hope people really dig it because we have an loved... experiment to see if we just release everything else. We've yeah. Made yeah. The rest of the world through YouTube. We've um, loved making it and we do, we're very proud of it. The the crew have really, they go above and beyond on a lot of our stuff and that is no exception. You know, it's um, absolutely the animation is, uh, yeah, is, is just is awesome and fun and silly and the voice cast are amazing uh, a lot of kiwi comedians prominent and upcoming kiwi comedians are in the voice cast as well as ryan of course uh, yeah actually we not, could, we not could, prominent in that coming in the comedy get community you in here just to talk about the voice yeah, yeah. stuff that you do we could yeah absolutely do oh episode, i have no doubt we'll have huge we'll, part of we'll it. have you guys back yeah, individually because there's like we get asked a lot one of the things we get asked a lot is, um, can I do a voice for you? Mm. So that can come up in that episode. <laughs> yeah, of the no doubt. And yeah. Ryan has a lot to say about that. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Because there's there there are things that no. you guys. <laughs> yeah, is my answer. <laughs> we'll put that out there. Short right now. podcast. <laughs> yeah, there are yeah. things that you guys do together, which um, uh, is always exciting to talk about. But then mm. 
you guys yep. work on different aspects of the show, mm-hmm. as we talked about here, and you've got your own things going on outside of yeah, what yeah, you yeah. do here at Muck yep. Putty. So we want to hear about all that stuff. Mm, cool. Mm. Awesome. Mm, yeah, so definitely come back in and tell us more. Yeah, no. Oh, um, thanks yeah, for doing this, guys. Yeah, no, we, is, um, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. First of all, just um, wanting to do something like this. You know, we really want to... Well, again, it's one of those things. Like, like I've certainly always wanted to... Like try out pod, try out podcast. Totally, we've talked about it for years. Where do you get, do you get to do that? Yeah. Like, but well, I, exactly. It was I, Josh, who came to me and sort of said, "Hey, there's a room there. Yeah. Why don't we? Yeah. Why don't we give it? Get the stuff. Get some gears. Josh got the, yeah. all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. And and let's give it a shot. And, yeah, man. And, and that's the the sort of the culture that that goes on here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all credit to you guys. Yeah. And the, oh, thanks. The, guys culture that's just sort of organically yeah. come out of how yeah. you guys like to work and do things hopefully we can get rid of this dastardly virus and bring everyone back to the studio yeah. that'd yeah. be nice yeah yeah um but in the meantime <laughs> people are going to have lots of uh time on their hands for streaming yes. muck putty shows on tv and yeah. on demand yes jandleburn's going to come onto youtube which i really yep. hope will be a big success because yeah, i know I that like so. families are always looking for um mm-hmm. you know good quality content to sit their yeah, kids down in front of we've, YouTube and sort of our online presence, um, and a lot of people are surprised by this, but it's it has been a little bit hard to get traction on any of our platform. Yeah. You know, there's just mm. so much content, and YouTubers and, and the three of us are always like we when it was just a small studio, the three of us were doing everything, mm. and we didn't have time to figure out how YouTube worked. So mm. we'd just be like, upload it, go done. Mm-hmm. Don't know how to yeah, make that. See what happens. You know, actually find an audience. So. Yeah. Does anyone out there give it a crack? Yeah, on yeah. our behalf. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth your time because it's uh, it's very silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you I, get- got, I got to say, like Jandelburn has definitely been as an animator, and in fact, this is one thing that I love about animating muck putty stuff is that the voice yeah. work is so <laughs> strong mm. that, like, it's kind of like like animating. It's a little bit like acting in that you want to mm-hmm. get you want your drawings. Mm. To come alive and, well, and, and bringing a performance to life, like right? Right. Well, that's what we've always said. We want every stage of the production, everyone to add that next jump up in comedic. So right. it's like my script, then uh, the voice acting adds that extra, you know, with ad libbed lines or whatever. And then it gets to you guys, you know, storyboarders will do something a bit different that'll make us laugh. And then you guys will do something on top of that that will make us laugh so you've just had this constant refining of a gag and yeah, yeah. and it's, but it, but yeah the level is high because if you like here's the problem when you're animating if the voice work isn't yeah, good it's yeah. hard to elevate yeah, your work absolutely mm-hmm. when, when yeah. the foundation ain't great mm-hmm. when you've got mm-hmm. a thing that's just uh a lot of people talking yeah. and it's yeah. not it's yeah. not very it's not very animated you know right. like well what do i do with this how do i make the character act when they're just Talk, 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 exposition, exposition. Yeah. exposition. Yeah. But when, when we were making Barefoot Bandits and you'd come in and you'd look at your scenes that you'd get and it's a restarby scene. Yeah. Mm. Like you go, okay, well, I'm just going to have a great day then. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and that's that's how it works. Gives so, you a lot to work with. Yeah. yeah. So, but but I just, yeah, for the audience who haven't seen Jandleburn, you got to check it out because it's it's really funny. Yeah, we're really, really proud of it. It's one and, of those and, shows and, and, that just clicked for us and, you know. Right, right. And, and you're, you, you know, you're thinking like, oh, is it going to, play abroad like technically i'm not a I, i'm kiwi yeah, yeah. i'm kiwi <laughs> but i still thought like i'm like mm. kiwi this, this is yeah kiwi exactly this is funny yeah you know, funny is yeah. funny yeah. no matter what yeah yeah well that's yeah, i think so well that yeah that's been our motto as well and um 
Yeah. It's, Usually uh, we move on from things pretty quick, you know. Done. Yeah. Move on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we look back and go, eh. Right, right. Quite hit how we. Yeah. But Which, every now and then we do something that we're just like, and and again back to crumbs. If anyone, if no one's seen crumbs, that's on YouTube. Yeah. But I've found myself rewatching them every few years, and I'm like, damn, this is funny. You eh? know, it's good, and it's good. The further I get away from it, because I voiced all those characters, mm. I'm like, it's it's not me anymore. Right. So I yeah. can actually yeah. laugh and go, I remember doing that line. Yeah. I think um, one thing I've sort of realised recently. Um, is particularly with you know with gentle burn um with it being some of our most recent work is that if you have at all followed our career mm. through the stuff we used to make for what now um our 48 hour films um and and and, the, and even the content we do just muck around on and put onto our youtube channel i think if you've been following our career Jandleburn is the show you would be expecting us to be making right now right yeah yeah and um and it's it just dawned on me recently and I think, and, and, and it's, that's something I'm really proud of. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. Mm. Check it out. Guys. Yeah. Anyway. All righty. Well, uh, <laughs> you can find, uh, Muck Putty on, you know, all the socials, YouTube, yep. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. and Tumblr. It's still around. TikTok. We're on TikTok, TikTok now. That's yes. the new one. Yeah. 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 We, with Jandleburn launching online, we were going, the idea was to sort of see if we could use that as a platform to, make people aware yeah. of the show We're, we've been so. uploading some older stuff we want to eventually do some more behind the scenes stuff for tiktok yes. you yes. used to have uh yes. vine back in the Me, day yeah, yeah. 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 ryan, ryan yeah. specifically yeah. yeah did okay on vine and there's some uh, vine compilations of ryan on youtube <laughs> yeah. like multi-platform yeah. there there's yeah. a bit of synergy um so yeah eventually our tiktok will start expanding um yeah and- yeah, I think this year we'll dig into it. Particularly As us with the old release. men learn how to well, use it. Yeah. you got to go where the kids are. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, right? It's, yeah. it's all beyond me at this yeah. point. <laughs> it's, it's quite good. Like I, I'm seeing a like, lot of like, I, social political stuff on there. It's, which is it kind of, I like, I, I think it's the first time I've really got why we're losing kids to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because you're scrolling and it's such a mix. Watch someone do a cool dance. Mm watch a funny skit, watch someone make something, mm. listen to someone talk about a really interesting subject and yeah. educate you. It's like, where else does that happen? Yeah, and it's, where you're it's just going fast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and it's so like, you know... If you don't like something... 10 seconds wait, to yeah. 60 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is kind of this is kind of cool. What, what is the to, longest? Three minutes? I think you can do up to three. I think there's even longer now. Is it? Right, yeah. Okay. Well, I remember everybody saying with Vine that the... Um, the art of it was six seconds, right? Yeah, which I and yeah, and people would be like, "Can you do a skit? Can you do a joke in six seconds?" But the same thing with TikTok, just having that short format. Yeah. you know, I love that about Vine that you were that restriction is a challenge, mm. and people just nailed it. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, oh yeah, there was some know, great stuff on there. So right? good, yeah, so good. It. And and really, I honed my comedic writing skills with Vine. Yeah, because it's like oh. I would I would play out this little skit and I'm like I can't fit that in six seconds and I would whittle and whittle and whittle yeah. oh, until nice. you came up with this really strong little gag that yeah. was in six seconds. It's like, that's amazing. Yeah, your Morgan or Freeman, your Morgan Freeman yeah. impression is it ain't bad as well. So that got you a few followers. Over there. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Winnie yeah. the Pooh Winnie. is always a hit. <laughs> Go oh, Winnie. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll save that for another day.
We'll definitely have you do some voices at some point. It's what people come for, you know. <laughs> yeah, Dance yeah, monkey, do, a voice, do, a <laughs> do my voice. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, Joshua Martian. That's my name, Joshua, and M A R T I A N. Or see my art on Instagram at Joshua Martian underscore art. You can um, follow Simon. Yeah, you'll find me on Instagram also at Sicky Fondue. <laughs> so that's yeah. I don't upload. Figure that out much. spelling it. Yeah, yeah. you still on MySpace? <laughs> it probably still exists. Yeah, I was asking that the <laughs> yeah. other day. Can we? Is our MySpace is still searched, there. I searched for us recently, and there's something that yeah. it's like looking at inside a GeoCities website from fucking <laughs> 1997. Yeah, it's, lots of lots of glitter a, effects. Yeah, it's and a weird, rotating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of semi there, but isn't like it's like a. The ghost of the internet oh, wow. past. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Well, uh, that's all from us for this episode. Uh, please stay tuned for more conversations with the amazing talent from our studio and beyond. So until then, keep mucking around. Yeah.